Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. You can watch us too. We are on your computer, even your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com and you'll see that I'm not alone today. We are all anticipating the 58th annual Dixie National Rodeo and it is here this week. The main event starting up at the end of the week. And joining us today is Miss Dixie National, Jacqueline Irvin of Macomb, Mississippi. So welcome. Hello. Congratulations. Thank you. I love that yours is a nice hat with your crown attached. (laughs) So is your crown attached to your hat or is the hat and the crown all one piece? I can take, I can lift it up. So if I want to swap hats. Just pick it up and put it on a different one. That yes. way you're not limited to, right, to right, it. Yes. I like how you do that. Okay, I think this is super cool. This is a really busy week for you, so thank oh, you yes. for taking the time. But let's talk about Miss Dixie National because it's one of those that I feel like shows the qualities of young women throughout our state right. who enjoy agriculture, who enjoy the rodeo, who just enjoy a certain kind of lifestyle. And you get to put all of that on display and your talents yes. as well. So how did you get involved with the Miss Dixie? national okay so it started out i was a dixie national flag girl and i did that for three years and then i was like i'm I'm the kind of girl that's like okay what's next and i always want to shoot for as big as i can do so i was like, okay miss dixie national so that was actually in 2021 and i competed for that and won and i was like okay what's next so then i was like miss rodeo mississippi and so this past november i competed for the title of miss rodeo mississippi and here we are. Here we are. Yes. Well, that's really cool. So the flag girls, though, for those that may be coming out for the Dixie National, you all are the ones who ride out at the beginning and yes. get to carry all the different flags. That's really exciting. Do you have to try out for that, or like is that a pageant part of the pageant as well? How do you get to do that? Okay, as a young so woman? it is not part of the pageant, but they do have like a tryout for it. So when I did it, it was a um, you submit videos and you submit like a resume and stuff like that but now i think it's turned into where you will like do the same submit videos and it's a different like there's stages so then you'll do that and then you'll come ride and they'll watch you and then they'll select a team and then that's how they pick the five girls well i was sharing with you that is my girl's favorite part of the entire <laughs> event which is the beginning <laughs> oh, yes, I know. Uh, and then some others in between but it's uh because it's mesmerizing it's beautiful and it's great to see young women on top of their horses showing off their craft oh, yes. and also representing you know the flags and all and so that had to start earlier because a little bit the things is a little bit different with a miss mississippi rodeo or miss rodeo mississippi and is that you have this connection with you know horses and and the agriculture and yes. the land in a little bit different way than maybe some other pageants. So did you grow up 
around horses or grow up I with did. a rodeo? I did. So actually funny story i didn't know we had horses (laughs) i just i guess i assumed that there was just random animals in the pasture and one day me and my siblings walked out there and we're like oh my goodness we found horses we didn't know that no we did not find horses we had horses and so we would push them up against the fence and hop on them and then one day we let it slip that we had found these horses and they were like no those are ours and if you're going to ride them let's at least do it safely here is how you saddle a horse. Here are the proper um, tools that you need to get on a horse safely and execute that. But So that's kind of how it started. And then once we figured out how to properly ride a horse, then we eventually got a trainer who started teaching us barrels and the, all the other events that go with it. And then tried a few, like goat tying wasn't my forte. And then <laughs> I'll have to admit, I get up and go powder my nose, grab some popcorn during during those events at the rodeo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know it's safe. I know they're fine. Oh, yes. But yeah, but no, I think I, it's calf tying, not goat. But oh, still, yes, yeah. yes, yes. But um, no goats. I was not the best at flipping the goats on the ground. One of them made a noise. And I was like, oh, oh I'm goodness. so sorry. <laughs> Let me untie you. Yeah, but no. Um, but I stuck with barrels, and I love barrels. It's such an adrenaline rush. And, you know, they say that if you quit getting nervous, then you don't love it. So I still, to this day, get nervous every time I get on a horse. And I just am so thankful that I have the opportunity to do that. And it's just nothing like getting on a horse and having that bond and getting to do that as much in Mississippi. So. The girls who are all in the pageant, and uh, sorry, you were Miss Dixie National yes. what year? 2021. 2021. And so the next step for you was Miss Rodeo Mississippi. Congratulations on that, too. Thank you. So all of these girl, young women who do these uh, pageants, are they all competing in the rodeo uh, at some level or some capacity? Or is it just sort of like what, what would be the foundation of you being a good can- candidate for these pageants? Okay. So obviously, since you are representing the sport of rodeo, it usually most of the women try trying out have either been around the sport of rodeo or involved with it or also compete so for me i grew up bill racing riding horses i did little britches i did high school rodeo i did local horse shows and then most of the other girls do the same and so that kind of gives you that foundation of knowledge and then within the pageant it like tests those skills and the knowledge so you have a horsemanship portion where they'll see how you can ride a horse and the skills you have doing that and then also interview portions where they see your knowledge on the sport of rodeo and also your equine knowledge as well so so it's a little bit different it is there's no swimsuit (laughs) (laughs) but it's still sort of the same i think it's cool okay so you won as miss rodeo mississippi what does your reign look like from like here on out i know the the dixie national is a big part of that but like what's the rest of the year look like for you Okay, so I've started planning out my year, and it's looking busy, but we love it. I love a busy schedule. So I've just these past two weekends, I've been traveling a little bit. I was in South Haven and Hattiesburg, and this past weekend I was in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And then so these next two weeks, I'll be in Jackson for the Dixon National Rodeo, which is Mississippi's big to-do rodeo. And then after that, I'll be in Corinth next the weekend after the Dixie Nationals. And then after that, I will travel to Oxford. And so as of right now, those are the... I'm trying to get through these next few weeks, and then I'll sit down probably tomorrow. I think I have planned out to sit down and start planning the rest of March and the rest of April and into the summer. Um, I'll graduate in May from Mississippi State with with a degree in business administration. And so once that's over, then I want to go full-fledged traveling over the summer. I want to go up to the west side and travel all that and see all that, but... 
So far, that's what you, I've You got a busy summer. I do. You have a very busy. <laughs> is there a national for like Miss America or Miss Rodeo America? Yes. So in December, I will compete in Las Vegas, Nevada for the title of Miss Rodeo America. And it is an eight-day pageant. And I am extremely excited. And I am starting to get into all of the studying for that which is a lot, but I'm excited, and I'm excited to learn and grow and develop all the skills that I will need to compete for that title. So what are the skills? I mean, this is very interesting. It's a completely different (laughs) sort of, I guess, competitive process than what you would normally think of a pageant. Do you ladies even call it a pageant? Am I using the wrong terminology? No, yes, it is a pageant. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't know a competitive sort of of way. Like, for studying purposes, like, is it more about the sport of rodeo, or is it your equine studying? Like, what what would you be? It's (laughs) everything. So there is horsemanship, and you'll have an interview for that, and then also knowledge, so all about rodeo, and then your horse, like everything on a horse, and then the diseases and just everything, pretty much everything about everything is what you need to know. But it's, yes, so. Do you get to take your horse to Las Vegas? No. So for horsemanship, Pat, for the horsemanship portion of the pageant in Las Vegas, they provide the horse, so you will get on them right before. What if you you don't jive? Well, then you don't drive. It's all about your horsemanship. It's like married at first sight. How, I know. how do I know that? How do I know it's this It's all about work? your horsemanship skills and how you handle what horse you're given. Because throughout your year, you're just handed a horse to either carry a flag on or do your hot lap for your queen's wave. And it's just you don't get to pick that horse. They give it to you and you hop on and you go. And so that is what it's like showing is your skill to be able to hop on whatever they give you. And whatever size saddle, whatever length stirrups and just be able to still execute that in a rodeo queen way and look presentable. So, Well, here I am thinking you and your horse got to just travel around <laughs> together and live this merry life. I'm assuming, though, you did get to bring your own ho- horse for the pageant here yes. centrally. So who, what's your horse's name? Khaki. Khaki. I love that. <laughs> She's Give a me- buckskin, yes. So how long have you two been partners? She's very new. She's oh. very, very new. So this for the Dixie National Rodeo will be her debut. For a rodeo. So, so you do get to ride. So yes, at least I'll have her for Dixie Nationals, and we're just crossing our fingers that things go well. <laughs> well, I think it'll go. She'll fall in line oh, yeah. with sort of the rest of them. But you, as Miss Rodeo Mississippi, you you come out last, right? You get to carry the American. Who carries okay, the American so flag? so Miss Rodeo America will be here for the first portion of the rodeo, and she will carry the American. And so she will go last also in the Queens Wave. But whenever she leaves, then I'll get to carry the American and I'm super excited about that. See, I know my Dixie. I'm like, yes. yeah, it comes around, and then it has, like, sort, oh, yeah. of, sort of the flow. But, no, I'm excited. That's kind of what really, like, when I remember coming as a child watching the Dixie National Rodeo, I was like, oh, my goodness, like, that is so cool, them carrying the flags. And so it's kind of like a full circle moment. I can't wait to be able to sit out there and, you know, look around. And I know there'll be lights, and I'll probably be blinded and not be able to see anything. But I'm excited for that feeling, and it'll just be one of those moments just like, wow, like, I'm here, and I made it in worked hard to get here and it's one of those where you're just really appreciative for yeah, everything pretty you've cool. done to get there. Yeah. We've got a little bit more with your Miss Rodeo Mississippi coming up next.
Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Things. We are on computer, your mobile device. You can watch on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can now watch Super Talk TV live on Ceasefire TV if you've got that. We're on channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. But you'll have to come down to the Mississippi Coliseum to see the 58th annual Dixie National Rodeo. It's happening this week, or it's kicking off this week. When is it When is it officially kick off, Jack? Friday night. Friday night. And yes. you'll have your Miss Rodeo Mississippi and all your other queens. You talk about the parade of queens. Who else will be out there with you on horses? So we will have Miss Dixie national junior mystics national and then also we have visiting royalty coming so we will also have miss radio louisiana miss radio alabama and miss radio america so you it's a big network but it's also probably like kind of like a small town as as well right right? right. like it's a small community and i feel like the rodeo is sort of a small community right like you feel like it's you know that's big in, in the different states recently we just crossed the state of texas going on a trip and had all the rodeo conversation played all the door straight all the things but you recognize that even though it's like a widespread sport it's still kind of like a small town and you don't hear a whole lot about the sport of rodeo here in Mississippi, except for this time of year. Yes, for yes. those who aren't actively involved, how big is the sport of rodeo in Mississippi? So it is pretty big. Like I was saying earlier, I've been traveling the state. So I was in Hattiesburg and then South Haven and now here. And then I'll go to, where was it? Corinth. And then I'll be in Oxford. So it is pretty big. I mean, we have a decent amount of rodeos. Obviously, we don't have as many as other states do. But the South is a pretty big place for rodeo. And um, Florida actually has more PRCA rodeos than any state. Could, I would not I may have need to be fact checked on that, I but I'm pretty not sure. Have that at all. I know, right? You thought Texas. I know, but um, so yeah. And then what was the rest of your question? Sorry. Well, just how big is it, like in terms of popularity, just on an everyday basis? I mean, do we have a lot of young adults, or I guess young young kids, who are feeding into the sport of rodeo? Yes, yes. So there's a lot of associations that kind of get them going into. Obviously, for PRCA, which is what the Dixie National is is um, professional. And then so we have like Little Britches High School Rodeo that kind of get children to start going up to the professional level. And they have those in most states. Um, I know in Mississippi that we have a good, a good solid foundation of that. But um, yeah, I mean, rodeo is a big thing. And a lot of people don't really, um, I guess you would say, think of it much other than the Dixie National in the state of Mississippi because it's not advertised as much as the Dixie National because it is our biggest rodeo. Right. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, rodeo is a huge part of a lot of people's lives, but it also, that is my job as being Miss Rodeo Mississippi is to promote it and to further get the knowledge out there about it and other rodeos. And so I hope that this year that we can encourage others to come to more rodeos and be a part of that community as well. And, and recognize that it takes an incredible amount of work and skill and talent yes. and athleticism to get out there and do some of the crazy things that, oh, yes. that you, you, some of them choose to do, um, in the, in the sport of rodeo. Okay. So for the Dixie National, it's part of the PRC, which is the professional. So <clears throat> what does it take for those that are competing who make it through the next coming nights to be able to go, go out there on the dirt and sort of compete? Have, what have they won to get there or what are they, what does this match or, or competition mean for for them to go in the next round or whatever, if that makes sense. Okay, so all of the Cowboys, you have to get your pro card, and then so you will compete at all of these PRCA radios, and then 
So along with the Miss Rodeo America pageant in December, they also have the NFR, which is the National Finals Rodeo. And so they will compete all year long, and then the top 15 will go to there, to the NFR, and they will compete, and then that's when they will win their world title, whoever ends up winning in each event. So. So it's a big deal. And yes, I think yes. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, if you haven't been in a couple of years or, you know, if you've never been at all, I mean, I feel like it's worth the – I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. Oh, yes, yes. By coming out. And the out. NFR, I got to go for the first time this past December to watch. And it's so amazing to see all of the people come because it's like – it's not only – people who are familiar with rodeo it's people from all over they just want to come and watch all the best of the best because you have your best athletes and then you also have your best rough stock which are the animals that are also involved in it and it's amazing just to see all the skilled and athletic people compete for these world titles and just how much they've worked hard and put into it throughout the year and so it's amazing to watch and it was one of the most amazing things I got to sit and experience in person. I know barrel racing is your love, your of sport yes. of the sport of rodeo. Have you? Where are you at in like your effort? Like we, I mean, have you gotten your pro card? No, I have not. So when I graduated high school, I went to college and I took a little bit of a break. So I retired my barrel horse, and then I kind of took a break from barrel racing, and then I competed for the title of Miss Rodeo, Miss Dixie National, and I won that. And so that took up that year, and then. I took a little bit of, bit of a break off again and then competed for Miss Radio Mississippi, and I got that. And then my new horse, Khaki, that I was telling you about earlier, she is just now being started on barrels. So we have a little bit ways to go before we will comp- be competing. But whenever we get her trained up and ready to go, then I will start back competing. So it's a little fun hobby to do on the side, I guess. Not, I mean, hobby, activity. It's a sport. Yes, it's the sport. same yes. thing. You have to you have to sort of prepare for. You right. have to practice. You have to think through. You know, there's good days, there's bad days. It's like <laughs> you know, you win some, you lose some, and sort of all. And but you have to you actually have to feed your horse. Where yes. you know, if you don't necessarily have to, <laughs> and that's what I've been. So I just got my horses in Starkville with me since I just got a new, and I was like, well, I might as well have her with me in Starkville, not at home when I can't do anything with her. And so I've learned that feeding horses in the morning, then going to class, and then feeding them again in the afternoon takes up a lot more time than I thought. But it's fun, and I wouldn't change it any other way. I enjoy getting to spend that time with her. And then also my retired horse is there as well, so I get to love on her some too. So You are headed to Vegas to represent Mississippi coming up, you said December, yes. I think it was. Is that connected to the na- the big national rodeo, or is it a separate event? It's Okay, so it's kind of in conjunction. Um they're like the America pageant will begin a few days prior to the NFR and then Miss Radio America, whoever has been. So Kennedy Riggs is this year's Miss Radio America. That's kind of her last few events that she'll get to attend Miss Radio America. And then it'll kind of bring in the one, the Miss Radio America that will win in 2023. So she'll be 2024 Miss Radio America and she will get to kind of follow along Kennedy and get the ins and the outs of how it kind of works. And then come January, she will fully take over being Miss Rodeo America. So the last Miss Rodeo Mississippi that was here on Good Things, Miss Taylor, she won Miss America, Miss Rodeo America. So we need to keep our streak yes. going here for yes, the show. Yes, yes, yes. You know, no pressure. Oh, I know. All. That's what everybody keeps saying. So we had um, Kelly Jackson. She was 2010 Miss Rodeo America. And then... Paige Nicholson Bergeron now, 2014, and then Taylor McNair was 2019. So I keep hearing, you know, it's about time. And I'm like, yes, that's right. The pressure's on. But 
No, I'm going to put my best foot forward and put in the effort and the time into studying, and I want to do the best of my ability, and then after that, it's all I can do. But I'm going to definitely try my hardest. Is there a stage, like with other pageants? A stage? Or do you okay, ride, yes, like, on yes. the dirt? Like, yeah. There's, well, you'll ride an arena, and, but then the, – so you'll do a fashion show portion, which I'm extremely excited for. And so you walk on a stage doing that, and then you also have your speaking, impromptu speakings on a stage, and then obviously coronation is on a stage as well. So, yes, there's still a stage with the horse pageants. I mean, you have to forgive my ignorance. I'm just no, trying to figure, you know, figure out the difference. And I think, uh, you know, again, there needs to be more conversation about these opportunities right, yes. for young women, particularly who enjoy maybe the sport of rodeo or, you know, whatever it may be. There's still these avenues to uh, get out and, and raise awareness and get yes, to yes, absolutely. still dress up and be pretty. And have, and have, okay, so how many hats do you have? Okay, so I have four, four cowgirls. Is that considered excessive? I don't know. Um, I mean, some people are extreme and they have a ton, but I kind of, I like to keep it. Are you taking all four to Vegas? I don't know how many I'll take to Vegas. That's a while from now. I may accumulate a lot more, but I'm sure I'll take at least four if I had to guess. Um, but I always like to go with the classic white. So who knows? I may just stick with white, but, um, we'll see. Also, just got a chocolate colored one. I'm pretty obsessed with it. So. so, for like Miss Mississippi, it's the big gown that's the big deal. So, if for y'all's, do y'all have a, like a similar? Is that is there? Yes. So, for coronation, um, you would wear. Some will wear a leather dress, um, or you can wear like it's almost like a formal dress, but long sleeve. You know, goes all the way to the floor. Um, you can kind of go a lot of different ways. So some do leather, some do just your typical sequins, rhinestones, fringe. You can go a, di- a lot of different routes with it, but I we'll see. see what I come up with. I see where a lot of country songs came from <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in sort right. of that way. Well, girl, I think this is super cool. I think it's a great year for uh, Miss Rodeo Mississippi to become Miss Rodeo America again. But even see. not, I think you're going to enjoy your reign. If we come out to the Dixie National, is there anywhere, like, do you walk around? Is there anywhere if anybody wants to find you or take a picture with a kid? Yes, absolutely. So once we are done with our hot lap, which is when we will ride around the arena and wave to everyone we will do we will come up onto you know the it's like the mid-level i guess you could say excuse me i don't know what it's called but we'll be walking around and you can stop us grab a picture we have autographs that we will sign and give to you if you would like one so absolutely all righty well we'll be keeping up with your story girlfriend so right. best of luck for you thank ya. you for having me all righty y'all stick with us we got more for you coming up next walking your way you start walking mine we Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. You can 
listen to good things on supertalk.fm. We're streaming live there. We're also streaming from the Supertalk app and your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Moving from the rodeo to Mardi Gras. Woohoo! <laughs> Another big event for some of you here in Mississippi. And the Mississippi Aquarium is actually partnering with a great organization to make sure you get all those beads back where they need to go and not into our waterways. And so joining us is Jeff Clark from the uh, Mississippi Aquarium to tell us more. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Rebecca. How you doing? I am doing well. But first, I want to tell folks that you have to stay connected to the muse- uh, to the aquarium if you want to get in on some of the good events because you were supposed to come on to talk about Valentine's, but y'all, y'all sold out, which is a good thing. So what's happening around Valentine's? So on Valentine's night, Valentine's Day, we have... We're having a, a dinner. This is the second year we did it. We did it two days last year. We decided to do it one t- one day this year, just on Valentine's. Last year we did it the 13th and the 14th. But uh, it's, a, it's a dinner for two, and the tables, you buy a table, and you have a choice of entree, uh, appetizers, all these things, and you get to sit. Um, you know, you, you have a choice. You can buy a ticket at our main window, or you can buy one in the tunnel. And uh, it's a really, really cool awesome thing for valentine's day you know you're getting to eat in the aquarium you know if you're lucky enough to get a table in the uh in the tunnel you're actually eating in the tunnel like in the middle of our um ocean's habitat but you know it's so popular that that, that it sold out quickly and uh you know that's well that's why you just need to stay to oh absolutely no. but that's why you need to stay connected so you can stay up to date on all the things that the aquarium is offering and while we're at least talking about valentines we have been talking here on good things about the different zoos who are utilizing this as an opportunity to sell tickets to feed things named after folks exes to animals there on site and so you know i know the otters they love them you know some fishy fish and as well as some of the sharky sharks i'm just saying in the future jeff y'all might could not have uh, it on I, valentine's I, <laughs> I, i've heard about this trend and uh you know it's uh it, it, it's certainly interesting um <laughs> you know but talking about staying connected to mississippi aquarium one of the best ways to do that is to follow us on facebook go on facebook give us a like our events come up uh, on there in real time. You can fo- also follow us on Instagram, um, at MS Aquarium. You know, and that way, as soon as we're posting events, even before I get a news release out or I get a, the opportunity to come on with good news with Rebecca Turner, you know, you can, can see these events happening in real time. And also, too, the fact that you guys are feeding into the other part of your, yes, you're the aquarium, people can come out, but it's also the educational piece and the sustainability piece, which leads into you guys collecting beads. You're not going to put them around the penguin's neck, although I think that'd be adorable and give them their own little <laughs> first line there at the end of Mardi Gras. But, but no, this is, this, this, um, connects to your other mission as well. So how did y'all partner to collect Mardi Gras beads? So this is something we decided to do last year. Um, you know, our, our, we have a commitment to education, conservation in our community, and uh, this beat drive kind of covers, you know, hits all those notes. Um, we, were, we were talking about it last year, and there used to be a place in Gulfport called Gulfport Industries, and they have adults with disabilities who would repurpose Mardi Gras beads and then them, and they'd be resold. So it was creating jobs. It was a really great program, but like many things, it was shut down during the pandemic. So I found a place in New Orleans just called the Ark of Greater New Orleans, um, and they have a huge bead recycling program. So we, we partnered with them. They give us the containers. We fill them up. We have one at our ticketing plaza. We also have one at our security entrance on 22nd Avenue. If you have them in your car and 
don't want to walk up the hill to the aquarium entrance, just pull up to our security entrance, and one of our security people will be more than happy to uh, to help you unload them. So anyway, we, we're going to do this uh, through March 22nd. You can bring them to Mississippi Aquarium every day, 10 to 5. And on March 24th, we're going to have, have an event here, a PR event for our sponsors and community partners. And then we're going to take put them in a rider truck and take them over to New Orleans to the Ark of Greater New Orleans. And they have the same program where adults with disabilities are going to refurbish them, restring them, and then they'll be sold at their store there. So it hits all the notes. You know, it's it's uh, it's certainly a strong conservation message without being heavy-handed because people love Mardi Gras. You know, I want everyone to have the best Mardi Gras. It's one of my favorite times of the year. But, hey, instead of throwing all that stuff away that you're going to collect, just bring it to us. We'll take it to New Orleans, and it'll get recycled. It's creating jobs, and that way it's not going into our water supply. We're not having more toxins in our water and, you know, posing no threat to our marine life. And when you think, oh, how many beads would you really collect? I was reading, Jeff, you guys... Y'all didn't just get a little white, lightweight last year. How many did y'all collect last year in your first year? During our first year, we collected more than 10,000 pounds. Now, a lot of that is because we partnered, you know, um, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, which is one of our community partners again this year. They found out we were doing it, and their students got involved, and, you know, they, they brought a lot of beads. They helped us transport them to uh, to New Orleans. And this year, we you know, the Beau Ravage did the same thing last year. They're helping us again. They're one of our community partners. Mississippi Power's getting on board this year. We've partnered with the, D- the D'Iberville High School uh, Eco Warriors Club. They're going to do the do a bead drive at their school. Um, so many people getting getting involved this year. So we, you know, if you're if you live in coastal Mississippi, you know, we want you to know if you collect them, we're your spot. Bring them to us if you want to get rid of them and you know, hopefully we can collect even more than we did last year. If they are not necessarily coastal Mississippi, Jeff, is there any way that we can responsibly, I guess, donate our beads or hang on to them until we come and visit or you could you can hang on to them until you come and visit or, you know, just you know, perhaps there there's are places you know, maybe even as far up as Hattiesburg or places in the Pine Belt that 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 you know would would do the same, have the same sort of service. But certainly, if you want to hold on to them, bring them. I'll I'll keep them. Keep them. I'll keep them in my office, and uh, and you know because this has become something we're going to do every year. Because um, I again, feel like there's just, so many of us that have like that one big box or case or whatever it, it is that sort of just hangs around your house because you don't want to throw them away, but you don't really know what to do with them. And so you feel like, hey, this would be a great way to repurpose them. Again, you're providing jobs for those, you know, who are differently abled and then also just getting it out of your house and not not into the landfill. I think that's great. I feel like there can be someone listening to good things you can collect in your area and then y'all just take a trip to the Gulf Coast before the 25th and yeah, if, if, and deliver them. You do that, I'll, I'll I'll be glad to I'll, I'll be glad to get your ticket for you. If you're going to drive down from Tupelo or Columbus or you know Horn Lake with a with a car full of beads, I'll be glad to help you out. Oh, that's awesome! I think that's a, cha- a challenge someone should accept and you know create a great story and then also give back because I think this is just you know. But this is another part of why supporting all of our aquariums and museums and other sort of things around the state they give back in such unique ways. You're a part of that whenever you just take the family for spring break or you get ready for something this summer, which I know is 
right around the corner. And I'm putting you on the spot, but Jeff, y'all got big stuff coming up in the spring for spring break or anything else? Absolutely. I mean, I just left a meeting on our uh, spring and early summer plans. Uh, We're kicking off Z's. Uh, by the fee again in March, we're going to do it in March, April. We have you can go online right now and, and book it if you want to. It's, it's geared for kids ages five to twelve. So if you want to give your child like a really cool experience, you can book a night. Um, those dates are available. We have them uh, first starting in March. You get to come spend the night in the aquarium. There's learning. There's fun. So we're super excited uh, to be launching our Z's by the Sea program again. We have our spring camp coming up, which is going to be a day camp, and we have two sessions for that, and that's going to be April 7th and April 14th. So if you have a STEM-minded student uh, between the ages of, I believe, 7 and 14, you know, book them, book them a day camp. They'll come. They're going to learn about sustainable fishing in Mississippi. They're going to get some hands-on experience here at the aquarium. Uh, we've relaunched our behind-the-scenes tour it's totally revamped now. Now you get to go uh, inside our otter habitat and, and get a look at that. We have a really excited program we're launching, hopefully in March, called Trainer for a Day, where you get to work with our marine mammal experts, and you get to see them interact with the, the otters. And then in the afternoon, you get to help them uh, do the dolphin training session. So Sign me a up. lot of cool things coming up. Sign me up. I think the uh, the otters are just underappreciated, really cool animals, and I think they're one of the best things there at the aquarium. They have such cute personalities, and I don't know why I just want to squeeze and hug one. They're probably not very friendly, but they look like they could be. <laughs> and so I'm Team Otter all the way. They're friendly. They're very friendly in the front of their habitat when our guests are coming through and you know, people love them. We have two males and two females. We keep the males out at one time and the females out at the other time. And then our uh, marine mammal experts are actually working with our otters so that we hope, hopefully one day we'll be able to have an otter uh, encounter where you may actually even get to touch one. So that, that's our goal for the future. Well, Jeff, you always are full of great information going on there at the Mississippi Aquarium. Find you guys on Facebook, Instagram to stay in the know or just right here because I know you'll be back when you got more to share. But thank you for your time. Yeah, absolutely. It's my first time in uh, 2023. So ah, yeah. thank you so much. Happy Mardi Gras, and uh, y'all come see us. All righty, stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Things. Don't forget where you're streaming live over at supertalk.fm. Don't forget to country music star Morgan Wallen. He's coming to Oxford in April, and we want to give you the chance to win some tickets. All you got to do is enter your name and contact information at one of our registration boxes located all 
throughout the state. For example, you can register to win tickets by going to Cobalt's Boutique in Columbus, Little Caesars in Brookhaven, Seals Tire and Auto in Gulfport, and so many more. You can just head on over to supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen. You'll find a full list of registration locations, and then boom, you'll get two sweet seat tickets if you're drawn or picked. Not everybody. <laughs> uh, to see Morgan Wallen at Vault Hemingway Stadium, that's coming up Sunday, April the 23rd. We just looked, and they will draw a winner or figure out the winner on April the se- or 8th, because I think it's midnight, April the 7th, that you have. So it will be here quick like in a hurry. And it's brought to you by First South Farm Credit, King's Daughter Medical Center, Jumpstart Test Prep, and Toyota of Brookhaven. So pretty cool things. While you're over at supertalk.fm looking for that, make sure you also sign up for this week in Mississippi Newsletter, and you can get all the news stories you need to know from the most powerful name of Mississippi News delivered straight to your inbox. It is free. That's at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. And there you have it. I noticed today Rhino was National Alfredo. 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 Are you afraid? I'm not Fredo. (laughs) Day, but it didn't specify chicken or shrimp. So if you're like, if you're jonesing some for some Alfredo, what are you talking? Are you a chicken Alfredo guy or are you a shrimp Alfredo guy? I feel like those are your only two options or you're a plain Alfredo guy. I mean, you could put pretty much any protein into Alfredo and it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, but but it it just feels weird if it's not chicken or shrimp. It it depends on if I'm making it myself or if I'm ordering at an eating establishment. If I'm eating out, I'm probably going to get chicken Alfredo. So you get more meat? So you get more meat and you don't run the risk of having problems with leftovers the next day. Because shrimp doesn't really like to sit for a while. Especially, oh, I mean, even if you put it in the fridge. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of our, our back, back in our day, or in the good things day with prime shrimp. I mean, that's one thing you loved about their Alfredo packets was it came with enough shrimp. That would be my biggest complaint if you're ordering it out would be just special. I prefer the shrimp because it, it tastes better. I mean, I get chicken all the time. But if you are ordering out, there's sort of a portion problem. The only time you're shrimp. ever going to get extra shrimp is if you're eating hibachi and somebody orders the shrimp, and you didn't order the shrimp. You do get a shrimp, yes. You do get a shrimp. You do get a shrimp. Curtin Tupelo said, pork sausage in Alfredo is good, too. I think that's kind of neat. I never thought about putting sausage in Alfredo, but I mean, well, I'm I mean, not opposed Italian to it. Italian sausage. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's... And Alfredo's an Italian meal. I, I don't... I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying you just have this vision of what Alfredo dish is supposed to look like, and it's the linguine. Right? Linguini noodles. I think that's it, yeah. Linguini. I mean, you could put Alfredo sauce you on any noodle. Say, absolutely. But when I'm, when you go to order it, if it came out any different, you would kind or of... Or fettuccine. Or fettuccine, I guess. Is it the same thing? Chicken Alfredo? No, slight difference. Different in fettuccine? And then it's one of the only ways you can get your kids to think about having broccoli on the plate, and it's because the little florets kind of divvy I mean, that's up. all Alfredo really is, is just adult mac and cheese. Ooh, Dan and Hattiesburg, crawfish Alfredo. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've seen that. I don't know if I've ever had that, but I instantly went to, like, fresh garlic bread and a side of, like, it sounds delicious. Bobby and Bates will add bacon, and it's chicken carbonara. Carbonara. Car- as you say it. Carbonara. C- carbonara. There you go. Carbonara. Carbon. Carbs. <laughs> 
That's all it is. Carbs and bacon. That's Big all. old bowl of carbs, protein, some dairy, and deliciousness. And deliciousness. I was watching uh, some reel. It was from Tastemade saying, like, the original Alfredo, you would just put, like, butter down and then new, hot noodles on top and then some sort of, like, fancy machanchi cheese. And then they would talk. It was so simple. And now they've made it a little bit more complicated. Alfredo sauce isn't hard necessarily to make. It's a little, it's not even like time intensive. You just have to be mindful of it. You can burn it quickly. Um, and it tastes good, but also opening up the jar is really easy. Right on in. And so, unless you just want to get fancy and buy a whole lot of cheese, then. Let you in on a little secret. Unless you are spending through the nose for your Alfredo at a restaurant. Mm hmm. Their sauce is coming out of a jar or a can or anything like that. Or a bag, probably, too. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um, Alligator Alfredo. I've never heard of that, Dan. I can't say I've ever had Gator Alfredo, but I'd be be down for it. I feel like the gator and the crawfish would go together. Could you do, though, like the crawfish, the shrimp, and then the sausage, and you basically have like a gumbo Alfredo? I feel like we should uh, trademark that. Yes. It's a million-dollar idea. It's a million-dollar idea. Nobody tell anybody. All right, stick with this thing. We're going up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Good things Talk Mississippi Media Production.